Tonight on Rogue Quadrant, will Quell survive? Wait, is this supposed to be here? No, that's not me to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Saf originally wrote that. We're off to a great. <laughs> like, that's great. how you know. I just said, oh, I just a wonderful start. That's how you know you've been doing a lot of alphabet pattern on the brain. We're when, off to a great start. Will with a Y. <laughs> Uh, so tonight on Rock Padron, I guess, uh, will Quell survive? Will Chess survive? Will Will Lark survive? Will Nath survive? Will Cairo survive? Trick question. Cairo's no longer Cairo's. Let's find out! <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue 3 standing by. be such a fun episode all these these great fun questions that we get to answer yeah so exciting hello listeners welcome to season 20 mission 9 episode 162 of rogue padron tonight we are going over the final chapters and the epilogue of alphabet squadron victory's praise by alexander shadow son freed oh my god we're finally here but before that here is a quick reminder of your hosts. If Heath, Rogue 3, was a shrimp dish, he'd be shrimp cocktail because it's so quintessentially white party time. I want some of that True. right now. Also, wow, <laughs> shellfish allergy here. <laughs> I wouldn't be any shrimp oh my dish. <laughs> I haven't had a cocktail shrimp in over a year because you just don't eat those unless you are in a like, social a, setting, a right? Thing, like, right? It's not it's not, like, hey, let's have cocktail not, shrimp for dinner tonight. It's not a thing you eat at home. No, no it's not no, a thing no. you eat at home. <laughs> Ash Roganine would be shrimp scampi because it is so unbelievably Italian American. <laughs> I had shrimp scampi what if, for dinner tonight. What if we, <laughs> what if we took Perfect. shrimp and drowned it in butter and garlic? Put some hey, pasta over it. That's what we do. <laughs> it's pasta. Danny Rogue Six would be shrimp salad because in the Midwest they just turn everything into a salad. <laughs> okay, but your finger quotes there are carrying a lot of weight because <laughs> salad, like it's a salad where lettuce is like optional, but yeah. mayonnaise is the primary ingredient. Mayonnaise so. is not. I've optional. gotten the impression that um, mayonnaise <laughs> is the main ingredient of salads over in America. Correct. Well, specifically mm, Midwest what? salads. Yeah, it's vegetables like... optional, mayonnaise. <laughs> mandatory in the, in the you've Midwest, got a salad and in anything that says it's a deli salad that means mostly mayonnaise yeah and then like lunch meat yeah it's I not see. vegetable salad <laughs> I see. 
They take salad to mean tossed with other things. And if mayonnaise isn't the main ingredients, it's like and marshmallow fluff. By so like either things, way, it's mayonnaise. I'm suddenly re- reevaluating wanting to move to the Midwest. <laughs> you don't like. No one is going to force you to eat. You don't what, have like, to eat salad. The 60 year old moms tend to like go to right. as their recipe. You know, <laughs> right? Like. My we have grandma- grocery stores with all the dry ingredients you need to make anything. Yeah, gra- like Grandma Humphrey has a lot of salad recipes. Exactly. <laughs> no one's going to force you to eat it, but then you become the 60-year-old, and then yeah. that's what you're People might expect it from you, but no yeah. one's forced, you know. No. Forced, yeah. They'll just listen, I come, listen, I come from an Italian family where, like, you are forced to eat things, even if you're, like, allergic to them. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. Bad. Sure. The attempted murder. <laughs> I'm I'm an Italian American who's allergic to tomatoes. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's real unfortunate for Ash. <laughs> uh, so Saf Rogue Seven would be shrimp tempura because I rely on them for comfort. Yeah, I love shrimp tempura. And I'm Meg Rogue Leader, and I would be a shrimp po boy because it's a little crunchy and a little soft and a little spicy. <laughs> All the good things. And I'm really, my body type is really popular down in Orleans, so. Nice. So speaking of really popular. So speaking of. <laughs> speaking of animals. Uh, so speaking of really popular, I have a question about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was been, I, my brain has decided to hyperfixate on Rogue One this week. Nice. And I was reminded of the A-plus cameo scene of Dr. Avazan and Ponda Baba. <laughs> My question is, uh, where else Where else should they show up? What other Star Wars properties should they show up in? I love that this, we have been through so many ups and downs, <laughs> highs and lows. This journey has been incredible. And yet this was the moment when Meg decided to officially quit Rogue Padre. <laughs> yeah, all things. Um, I want I... them to be the main characters in the, like, uh, the, the New Republic show that Cara Dune is not going to be on. They're the Cara Dune replacement. It yeah. was supposed to be Cara would, Dune, but they're like, what? who do we have I instead? Just do Mando if, season three with them playing Cara Dune with no explanation. If Baba yeah. comes in as Cara Dune, great. Here for it. Love it. It's like, fuck, what costumes do we have in storage? We got Ponda Baba <laughs> over here. Every, every week, there's a different... I mean, <laughs> to, random alien playing Cara Dune. To be fair, like if we go back to Tatooine to see like Cobb Vanth, the Mando is the most likely place where we would see them because if they're just or like in the Book of Boba Fett because they're just like chilling on Tatooine like doing their thing I assume um, right? Like one missing one hand um, you know doing that, doing that Bleeding shit. for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> They hadn't I figured out what they were doing yet. In the Taika thing, I feel like he would make it very funny. Yeah, they're a good fit for the Taika Taika film. I'm still stuck on Ash calling it an A plus cameo. I was be- <laughs> to be honest with everybody here. <laughs> it was A plus in the sense that it made me laugh really hard while I was watching All it. Right. In the it's just it's such a Star Wars thing to like force these two characters that no one cares about into a scene that they did not belong in. Cameo. Oh look, they're they're hanging out with R2 D2. Wow. I remember watching it with my sister, like laughing my ass off in the theater, and she turned over to me and was like, Who the fuck are they? I'm like, I can't explain this to you right now. It's Ponda Baba. Not today. We'll we'll pull up the wiki later. 
not and the Boba. Duh. <laughs> I would like them to star in a uh, music video. <laughs> like that's it. Just like any, mu- any Just music. Any music video. video. <laughs> Specifically, a music video about them. Um, but Britney Spears is the one singing it. And it's just like, it's like this whole thing that like Star Wars like promotes it and markets it as if it's another movie. And it turns out to be like a five minute music video about their adventures after A New Hope. It's just like, you know, like that, that Han Solo song in the Star Wars dancing game. It's just like a parody of Toxic by Britney Spears. With yeah, Star right. Wars Galactic Dance Off. Yeah, that. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> Meg, I, did this conversation actually kill you? Like, I feel like this conversation straight up killed you. I'm sorry, Meg. <laughs> I'm running on very limited brain power. This I just, Meg, I Meg's like going through her mental checklist of all the things she still needs to accomplish tonight. And she's like, and I'm sitting on a Zoom call talking, talking about, about Honda, Honda, Honda Baba. Baba. Dr. Amazon. This could have been an email. This <laughs> truly. <laughs> it could have been an email that I deleted. <laughs> It could have been the one I just immediately archived. It could have been an email that Listen, I deleted. <laughs> you're the one who put me in charge of the Star Wars question. They can't all I, be winners. <laughs> they can't all be winners or Rogue Bottom story. Speaking of uh, Panda Baba, how about we do a Star Wars impression? Yeah, let's do a Star Wars impression. Yeah, you got it. Uh, someone sent us this tweet a couple weeks ago and I could not get it out of my head. The tweet says, it's so funny when a horse is shredded like a bodybuilder. Like, goddamn, dude, you want to be a car so bad. <laughs> Which made me think what we need to hear is Saf being Hohas Equish pretending to be a car. Yep. Yep. I've practiced this a couple times. Um, Hell it hasn't yeah. gone well either time. So we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to oh. empty my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Thank you. We have all been blessed on this day. I have never watched any of the Cars movies, but that's what I imagined Cars and Cars to sound like. Yo, Pixar. Like, it's a what do you expect? Pixar, hit us up. I would watch a two-hour YouTube video that is just Saf reenacting cars. <laughs> just like reading the script of cars. Just just a, Saf, me. a Saf voiceover of cars. Oh my god, we should do we should do a cars commentary. Yep, there you go. That's happening now. I thought we did we we were gonna do a commentary too, that we never did. Which I'm a okay. Patron, like a, a, st- a, a podcast of unbroken promises. That's us. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> oh my! Uh, I started laughing, and my dog was very concerned that he just busted here and was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> oh, please! You're like, no, I'm listening to a car, a horse make car noises. <laughs> I'm not. None of us are okay. <laughs> no, nobody's okay. Ah, uh, oh. Steph, that was better than I imagined. That was better was than beautiful. I. Imagined. That was beautiful. It turned out better than I was expecting. Great. <laughs> All right. Speaking of horses pretending to be cars, let's talk about Victory's Price, aka the asking price of being first. 
chapters <laughs> 23 to the end. Look, I'm right. I ran I'm out. Sorry, the what? The what? I, I the- feel like it's like the thing where you like take a phrase and you put it into Google Translate and then you translate it back and then you translate it forward and back and that. forward and back like seven times. And that's where we're at at this point. I should have done that. See, it's just my brain. But yes, yeah, the asking price of being first. Look, I really ran out of synonyms by the end there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Last time on Alphabet Squadron. Erica Quell arrives on Coruscant to stop Major Fucko Bucko soaring keys from destroying the data bank and taking out civilians with it. <laughs> they fight and talk, and he's not going to stop unless she stops him herself. I thought of Major Fucko Bucko while I was in the shower last night, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, it took us three seasons, but we have finally landed on Sword Keys' forever name, and I'm very glad. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Chasna Chaddock engages in the Battle of Jakku, and she no longer wants to pray. When the Deliverance is severely damaged and Hera tells the fighters to take out the Adiza's nacelles, Chas is up for a suicide mission, because what else can it be? Nath Tencent leads the remaining fighters now, and try not to, tries not to think about Will, who still <gasps> remains on the dying Deliverance. <laughs> Ulak stops Palau Cedia from her plan of blowing up the ship's engines, but can't stop her from detonating her bomb. Kairos arrives at Coruscant with Quell and splits from her to hold off the Imperial security forces while Quell takes on Keys. <clears throat> oh god, okay. <laughs> Colonel Catman, Soren Keys, no longer on the Yadis, flees Quell through the alleys and valleys like he's being chased by Jason Voorhees. <laughs> He's determined to destroy the databank, which inventories the bad deeds and goodies of criminal histories. This will destroy the properties and civvies beneath Daddy's secret evil masterpiece. This is not the bee's knees. Now adversaries, he and Quell dance to deadly melodies, fighting the Imperial authorities, not thinking about the potential Jakku victories. He thinks he's honoring Granny's legacy to keep his people free, but Quell doesn't agree, even if she agrees that the New Republic won't give them mercy. This is the end, potentially. Granny's was my favorite little drop in there, I think. Did you just refer to Palpatine as daddy? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I also threw in a good old classic, uh, what is it? Friday the 13th reference? <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Unexpected, but... I've been waiting so long to fit in a Jason, Jason Voorhees, Voorhees has been very popular recently. Yeah. He has. He has. Uh, Jason X is one of my favorite horror movies. Um, Wait, Jason X is one of your favorite? It's such a stupid movie. I love it so fucking much. So fucking stupid. Anyways, yeah, I've been waiting this entire uh, season to fucking throw in a Jason Voorhees reference. I do think we just need to pause for the cause and and just like applaud staff on your efforts throughout this. Like, truly. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to karate, continually karate chop. Referring to Palpatine's daddy out of Yeah, here. I know. I re- <laughs> that was, remember when I was writing these bits and I said at one point I regret writing this? That was the bit I regretted writing. And is that the bit that yeah. Damon was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually haven't shown Damon this one this week. Oh, great. Uh, I'm excited too. Da- daddy Sheep. Daddy Sheep. Daddy <laughs> no. No. Uh, the captain and Chalice laugh together and they hug. And they go inside no. to sing ironic. <laughs> it's beautiful. No smoking sign on your cigarette break. It's like 10,000 spoons 
Oh my god, I can't believe this book had a happy ending. <laughs> right? It's beautiful. So happy for the captain. Oh boy. Chapter 23 The Breaking of the Guilty. Chapter 23s. Chapter 23s. <laughs> Things are serious now. No more who, what, where, no more threats. Instead, the pilots recite the names of the dead Jathal Gabloron, Frarada, Nahiro, Satanique. They all know an end is coming and they don't have anything left except fighting. Lord Candine, Dennis Rave, Gorgeous Sue. Nord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, really Nord. hard to take Try this to exercise seriously when, like, Nord is in there. I know. Nord. Where's Garl? <laughs> we don't have Gar- Garl. Where Where's Garl Lakin? <laughs> Nobody says his name. <laughs> what about Garl? <laughs> Nath could easily still die in his Y-Wing. T5 is making sounds he's never heard before. Palausidia, Tulana, Tului. How many names until he reaches the EDs? There are so few pilots left now. Garmin Nadra, Ubelikos, Shomordo. Names from Trench and Vu, Meteor, Hail, Pandem Nye, Shay Jarita, Reve Gandor. Nath interrupts. It's time to hit the EDs. I, ca- I gotta in. say, I gotta yeah. say, as a dyslexic person reading all of that, it's just like. These are a bunch of <laughs> random letters that mean nothing to me. Don't worry. It is just literally a bunch of random it's letters. It's the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the remaining fighters go in. The recitation of names ongoing. Nath gets a missile off, but someone screams. Hail 12. Only Hail 6 is left in a squadron. One more name for the list, one of Shadowwing pilots said. There was nothing mocking about it. The statement was almost regretful. Tencent began laughing and found he couldn't stop. Aegeus Richten, Giga Navik. Nath is laughing and Chas's fighter is in rough shape. Time for a new plan, with Shadowwing listening. They're going right for the Yadiza's thrusters, and either they succeed or Shadowwing finally gets them. Captain Wisp, the senior squadron commander, now that Fish is dead, says that she can't think of a better way to put them in the ground. Chas just fucking goes for it. She turns to head through the melee, melee, melee? To reach the Yadiz. Samran Fish, Vital, Vital, hearing Vital's name hits Chess hard and she snaps, going all in. Danny, you've got to read this bit. Who? Pick your favorite host of one of these pirate news broadcasts. Anyone would be lucky to get that story. What? Not you, bastards. None of you. Maybe this garbage fighter burns when I shoot your freighter to pieces. Maybe I'm caught in the torpedo blast. Maybe I ram this thing up your engines and choke your flagship to death. But it's going to be spectacular and it's going to win this whole battle. Where? Right here. I'm winning the war today. I'm winning it. Chastnachatic, feeling queen of starfighters and fizzy drinks. Chastnachatic, you remember that. You remember me. I know this is an emotional moment, but I just want to say that I love that fizzy drink is the name used in Star Wars. Uh, that's what we call them. Fizzy drinks. Also look uh, at Chas having the will to live. I know. It's a good look uh, on her. It's a good look on her. Yeah, fizzy drink is the word we use here for um soda. Is know. that the will to live? Is this the will to live? Look, it's chastitetic, okay? <laughs> yeah, she's trying to raise. To be fair, her will like, is, I'm going to kill you. I like you to imagine it. that it's it's Jyn Erso somewhere in the force being like, don't fucking do this. This is not what I would have wanted. <laughs> Please live. This is, yeah, this is the most will to live we've seen on chastitetic. So yes, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Okay, yeah. fair, 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 fair. Yeah. <clears throat> As she reaches the Yadiz, she wonders if this is how Jin felt. <laughs> Speaking of no. Jin. 
it's no it's not actually no, it's, not. it's very different from what Jin felt <laughs> okay but imagine rogue one um asking your fresher memories how does Jin go out she uh and cassian get blown up by the death star yeah so imagine that happening except like she's yelling who she's yelling yeah, Jin, so. Jin, Jin dies like fully at peace with her decision cassian, took out took out Ka- critics death cassian's star project like, cassian's like do you think someone's out there listening and she's like yeah absolutely and then her and cassian are on the beach and he's like your father would have been proud of you Jin." and she smiles and they hug and they die and then she <laughs> stands up beautiful moment then she stands up yelling <laughs> And Cassian's like, I just wanted to hug. At least that punk bitch critic went out before me. Fuck you, critic. (laughs) Fuck you, dad. And like all of this. Two very different energies. Yeah. (laughs) Extremely different. Very different. (laughs) Chess imagines her nightmare of a future surviving the war. This is her last battle and she plans on being Generoso. I'm not so sure about that world to live day. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was nice for me. I was thinking about this this week as I was reading these these chapters and watching Rogue One five times. It's just I just can't imagine how much Jin would fucking hate that. Yeah, no, <laughs> like she'd be so she, mad. She'd be so mad. She'd be so mad. I'm gonna read this whole bit because it's very good. <laughs> the ringing engine and alarm harmonized, providing a backbeat to the chant of the dead. Chess tasted her dry lips and realized she was mumbling over the slow tempo dirge, reciting lyrics to a warbeat trance single that had spread through the galaxy's clubs a dozen years earlier. It fit the timing too well. It slipped out and she didn't know where she'd begun. The words were in some obscure Hattie's dialect, haunting and indecipherable. She hesitated when she realized she might be heard on the open channel, but someone had joined her, a woman she didn't recognize. There was a man's voice too, and she found herself continuing. Wisp, senior squadron commander of Shadow Wing, joined in next. Chess laughed before returning to the song, adding her awful voice to the others as the chant of the dead pounded beneath what might have been, knowing the taste of club goers, a love song. She would miss this when she was dead. She realizes she's too close to the EDs to escape the blast of a torpedo if she fires. She realizes that she doesn't want to die. When had she decided she wanted to live? She remembers Nat's promise. You need someone to shoot you, you come to me after. She laughed loud and sudden and thought, I'll hold you to that, even as tears ran down her cheeks and she fired a torpedo. She accelerates, hoping to escape the blast, knowing her fight is over. Nath watches as the B-Wing's shredded airfoil catches on the Adesis hull and shatters, sending the fighter tumbling. He doesn't see the canopy break, doesn't see a pilot eject. Whatever happens, he kept Chess alive as long as he could. But even though half of its thrusters are out, the Yadis is still limping along. It just needs to reach the Starhawk to knock out its systems with the Chidawan particles. He adds Chess to the recited names, and the remaining seven fighters go in. He announces the shadowing that he was the one who killed Grandma at Panam Nye. He and Hale let loose torpedoes and they hit the Yadis, taking out its remaining thrusters. Nath and his remaining pilots turn and run, cackling. The ties chase them, but the deliverance is bearing down on an unmoving Yadis, and Nath points out that if shadowing wants to salvage anything, they've got to move fast. Bruce tells Nath that they'll see him around, and the squadrons turn back to help the Yadis. Their fight is over. A transmission comes through. Quell saying, protect your own, stay together. He hopes she's still alive. One of the like one of the like big themes of this these last few chapters, I feel like it was it was a theme throughout the entire trilogy, but like really hit home in this last chapter was like squadron mates and like especially captains, like he's like looking out for their own, like having their backs. And it was really like it really kind of hit me when this moment, like we haven't really talked a lot about how Nath killed grandma two books ago. Like it was a thing that happened. It wasn't that big a deal, but like how much it enraged the 
Shadowfall, mm-hmm. not Shadowfall, Shadow Squadron. Yeah, Shadowfall. Shadowfall. <laughs> Shadowing. Shadowing, thank you. How much did it rage the Shadowing pilots of just like, wait, you killed Grip? Like that loyalty, like they've been through so much since then, but that loyalty still just like kicked in this instinct of like, okay, now we have to kill you. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he sure chose a moment to talk yeah. about that. That's for sure. Yep. Now he was trying timing. to throw them off and it somehow worked, I guess. It worked because they just got so pissed. They got so mad. They got so mad. Out of the radiation, he finds that all that's left of is Hail 6, Flare 2, Wild 7, and Wild 8. With only five of them left, there's no point going back to Tangle with Shadowwing. He tells his pilots that he needs to land his fighter for repairs, which is somewhat of a lie, uh, somewhere away from the fighting. If anyone wants to join him, they're welcome. Wild 8, Lieutenant Atina, takes command of the remaining fighters and they go back to the fray. Nath Tenson has done enough for the New Republic, and he was never a hero. Um, when this happened, mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I th- it was like, you know, four in the morning and I shouted, yeah, Nath Tenzin, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing the first time. Yeah, I, I was like, where the F does he think he's going right now? Right. Away. Like you, you gave Will all of this shit about being like, you turn, I was a hero for you, blah, blah, blah. You're leaving me and tr- like, I have to be responsible for them now, blah, blah, blah. And then he just pieces out, like, I'm gonna wait until I, maybe- I can just run. Fuck you now. <laughs> I guess maybe the point is like, he listened to Will. Maybe like what Will said got in his head. I think, I he's think just- part of it is that Nat is just, just an been asshole. a survivor. Like, I don't. <laughs> Like, Nat's a survivor, and, like, to him, he did what he came here to do, which was help take out the Yadis and knock out Shadowing, which is what he did. And at the, that point, he's like, Will's not here anymore, the rest of my people aren't here, like, the rest of my squadron's not here anymore, and I'm gonna go survive. And he tries to give his pilots an out, but knows that they're not gonna take it. And he's not willing to die for them, because <laughs> he knows he will die. I'll fucking kill him myself. <laughs> <laughs> It's harsh because, like, I do know, yeah, like, I, we'll talk about it later, but I'm still like, you mother yeah. fuck. He was on like, his- I understand, but I'm mad. Right, like, I'm mostly, like, I'm not necessarily mad that he did this. I'm mad that he was on his fucking high horse this yeah. this whole time about it. And then he's just like, oh, nap out. And I'm like, Peace. fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, people give wedge shit for being a coward. Like, goddamn. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Who gives wedge shit for being a coward? Lots of people. I would like their addresses, please. He yeah. Pulled, he, like, pulled out of the Death Star train. Luke told him to! I know, but... <laughs> anyway, anyone who thinks that wedge until he's a coward is welcome to come and fight me. You can meet us me. in the pit. Yeah, you have to fight yeah. Meg Humphrey. I know it's not threatening when I say it, but Meg Humphrey is here, too. So. We're gonna yeah. fight I'll in the sick, pit. I'll Maybe sick my wedge on you. Yeah, you don't want that. It's fucking rude. Hera is sure that she's the last one left on the ship, and it's time to go. She hurries through the deliverance as it falls apart. She gets the vehicle hanger, and there it is. The ghost. Whether or not she lives, she's content, and she flies off to join the fight. Mm-hmm. She should be less content, because she's she has a, a son. She's, she's a whole <laughs> child. Well, I mean, her whole thing here is that she, uh, she's like, I've done enough for the rebels and yeah we're about to win kind of thing she's not gonna die she can fly the ghost like a fucking I think, like hera hera probably like set up something in case something happened to her like jason's with his uncle's uncle zeb and callus probably yeah i would imagine yeah <clears throat> there it is. 
The last transmission Quill had received from Jakku was Chasna Chaddock singing over the names of the dead. Quill almost forgot her mission then, and she wondered if Keys had forgotten his. Then the transmission cut out, and Quill whispered, Chaddock? (laughs) (laughs) The fight resumes, Keys running and gunning as Quill chases. She doesn't know how to stop him. They talk about their people the war has destroyed. Will and Richton, Cheroy and Wisp. Oh, hey, Quell has brothers, I guess. We really don't know shit about her. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we know about as much as Quell as the as her alphabet squadron knows yeah. about Quell. Yeah, we really don't know anything about we know her. We know what Quell has divulged, which is not very much. <laughs> yeah, apparently, well, even, even Keys was the one to divulge this. All that I really remember about Quell is that uh, her dad likes Brandy. I remember that. <laughs> She hits the armored data sphere with a concussion missile and the blast wave hits the tie, damaging it. Keys keeps trying to convince her with his twisted ideology. He tells her that she's not responsible for Necronus or Cinder. He's responsible as their commander. She tells him, I don't need your absolution or your forgiveness. If he wants to stop her, he has to kill her. He goes to oblige. Then she hears a voice saying, I forgive you. And she is saved. That's not what the voice sounded like. I'm not. I forgive you. There you go. <clears throat> she had not been named Kairos when she'd been young. She had taken that name after being given life by Karen Adan, and it was no longer right, but she had earned no other. She wished to remedy that one day. Kairos left her U-Wing on autopilot, left, leaves her U-Wing on autopilot, and straight up opens the loading door to shoot down ties with her bowcaster, which is big cheerer energy. <laughs> she had come to Coruscant to judge Quell, and now she has her answer. Quell is worthy. She goes back to her con- cockpit and aims the ship down, fighters chasing her. She says goodbye to her ship, which Quell had called her chrysalis. As her Ewing broke apart and died like stars die, the woman who had been Kairos removed her harness and cast herself into the sky. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of emotions about this whole bit. Steph, was this, was this the first time that we got like a chapter from Kairos's perspective? No, remember we had that oh, bit that I read in, last time? Earlier, yeah, yeah. Early in the book. But th- this book was definitely the first time, right? Yeah, we didn't really have any Kairos. The most oh, we had Kairos those, was her story. Was it just those two one. sections? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I just, I really appreciate how sparingly he um, used her perspective. Like, it, it added to the mystery of her yeah. as well, but also, like, it was super impactful the, the two times that we did. Uh, yeah, and her writing, his writing for her is, like, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. I, um... I really thought Kairos died. Yeah, me too. Kairos might be dead. I refuse to believe that, but I really thought Kairos. Uh, well, like I thought Kairos died before. And <laughs> I felt like if they were going to kill anybody, that Kairos would probably be the one they would kill. Right, but I hope. And Kairos I mean, she might be alive. the one that they kill. No, Kairo, Kairo, not Kairos is al- Kairos is alive. I believe it. I feel it in my heart. You feel it in your heart. Well, we'll like, see what Alex Freed feels in his heart. <laughs> What do you feel in your heart, Seth? <laughs> I'm not telling you until we get to that part of the book. <laughs> Chapter 24, The Celebration of Innocence. Mm. Will is alive. <sighs> he made Wait, it to an escape The Celebration watch. of Innocence just sounds like the lamest party. It is. Yeah. Like, can we not it's, go? It's, it's, like a, it's like when you go to like a purity talk at your youth group. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear those words thrown together in that order again. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's think about the fact that Will is alive and he Will's made it to an escape pod. Who would He's give, alive. Who would give the purity talk at the Star Wars youth group? 
cheer it, cheer it, cheer it, but he'd be a little shit about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have to give you this talk, but it would be filled with so many innuendos. The yeah. entire He'd just time. be like, I'm blind. I can't see if you all get up and leave. I'm just here to give this talk that I'm contractually obligated to give. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Will doesn't remember how he got to his escape pod. He's severely injured and delirious, and he has a comm unit on, hoping to hear a familiar voice. Mm. Ragnell had dragged him to safety, and he'd seen the Cathar helping, but neither are in his pod. He's alone. He remembered Ragnell smiling an idyllic smile unlike anything he'd seen from the prickly woman. He sees explosions, hears the cries of celebration, and closes his eyes, knowing that the New Republic has won its war. <laughs> I got really... I got really... <laughs> the tonal shift between I the two notes i don't like it i don't okay, like it i'm gonna read this verbatim i'm gonna read this verbatim um knowing that the new republic had won its war <laughs> quell shield saved her the thing ties don't have shame you fucking imperials brilliant just absolute <laughs> brilliance i hate that whiplash <laughs> So do I, I, but apparently I hate, felt. I hate everything about that. <laughs> like, yeah, R.I.P. Will Lark, but also this is very funny and a it great moment funny. of irony, you have to it admit. It is very, it's a great moment of irony. Cole's like, like, yeah, Will's oh, dead, like, think- he didn't deserve it, like, we'll miss him, I'm sure. We'll have time for that later, because ha 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 Okay, all right, I'm just going to go back like, to muting. Cole's like... <laughs> I used to think this was a waste of space and they could have been more efficient, but she, now she's like, oh, I get it. I get why they have shields. Uh, Keys's tie loses a wing and he goes down. Her X-wing is in bad shape and she knows Keys might have survived. The rat bastard doesn't die easily. She's scared that Kairos is dead. Fori highlights the turbo lift, which I think is holding up the data bank, I think, which Keys wanted to destroy and plots a course. She crash lands the X-wing and tells Fori to stay as long as it can, but if it needs to leave, it should leave. She thinks of D6L. Oh, wait, maybe the turbo lift is just an elevator <laughs> because it's not working. She can't go up it. Um, we're going on a ride together with this one. So Quell climbs a ladder, giving off big Jun Urso and Iadu energy. Also, big Jun Urso on Scarif energy because her yeah. castle like climbed that. Hold thing. on. Yeah, she hold climbs on. a lot of shit in Rogue Wait, hold yeah. on. A yeah. turbo lift is an elevator. I don't understand. No, it's okay. This is a whole journey. Just we're going on it together. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. Um, she realizes <laughs> that she has no weapon and she doesn't know how adept Keys is at hand to hand, but he's probably better than her. She reaches the top to find the tie has also crash landed. No keys, though. She finds a trail of blood and follows it, finding keys propped up against a wall, setting up explosives. He aims a blaster at her, but she's shaking so much he might not be able. He's shaking so much he might not be able to hit her. He looks like shit, and he's definitely dying. But he's got enough explosives to blow the repulsor lifts, and it's the repulsor lifts holding up the data spheres. <laughs> Star Wars sucks. <laughs> she lunges at him. Feels a shot over her head and disarms keys. He doesn't fight back after that, just rests his head against the wall and tells her to hear him out. She can finish this for him. He tells her to forget the repulsor lifts, to remove the ion co- reactor core from his fighter and wire it to the protein bombs. <laughs> I wrote the wrong thing. Proton. Proton bombs. Protein bombs is a completely different book. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different thing. He wants her to set off an EM pulse to overload the data bank. It might not work. He reaches for her and cl- she clasps his hand. She couldn't remember ever touching him before. Uh, we have a dramatic reading, but Heath is not here, so I can be cool.
or an improvised solutions the rebel way. His head lolled, swinging from side to side. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know how much data we'd wipe or what of that would be unrecoverable. But if it's the most you're willing to do, if you can wipe the records of even a few people, give a few tr troops a real ch a chance at real lives under the new republic, then I'll consider my efforts worthwhile. His whole body was shaking. He moved his good arm again, reaching for her, and she clasped, clasped his hand. She couldn't remember ever touching him before. His skin was cool and damp. Honor your nature as a soldier, Eureka Quell, he said. Serve your comrades one last time. You like to talk about soldiers, she said softly and ran her fingers over his wrist. She hoped he couldn't feel her own trembling. She spoke as if a placating a delirious man who had suggested something unreal. It made it easier to deny the possibility. It is just a word for people who fight. Nothing special. <sighs> That's true. He struggled to maintain the patient tone he'd used with her through so many discussions. She caught undertones of urgency anyway. Don't those people deserve to move on from this war? You know, the ones who will suffer? Your comrades? People like... I know. Alcor Miro and, and Gila Brebton. Or what about, uh, <laughs> Merva Grief? I know. Kiza's fingertips dug into her skin, not hard enough to bruise. She didn't want to hear him. She didn't turn away. What about Richton or, or Fra Reda? What do you suppose they would have wanted? What do we owe their memory? Stop it. She was shouting at a wounded man. She couldn't help herself. Stop it. I cared for them. You know I cared for them. So don't act like I've forgotten who they are. I tried to save them and I couldn't. There was something I could do on Nitalik. There was nothing I could do on Nitalik, but they were my team. His hand began to slip away. She held on as he spoke. I don't doubt you. They were my colleagues too. Richten. His lip curled up. Richten was a friend in another lifetime. Somehow, she laughed. <laughs> I think Frareda was into me. I was aware she had strong feelings. Not those in particular. I was hoping she'd survived. Ooh. Ooh. I like that he's dying. She's like, yeah, I think Frau was into me. <laughs> I'm just demonstrating her trademark bedside manner that we've come to know and love over she's, the course of the series. She's great at it. She's great at it. She's just so dumb. <laughs> I mean, but also how many times has she found herself like having to sit next to someone while they slowly died and have to like, if you find yourself in that situation multiple times, <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would talk about either. I probably would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything. Not, yeah. Absolutely anything, anything that came like, to mind. Whatever you could, stream of consciousness, just like, oh, name, I can't look, I cannot, I can literally think of nothing to say right now, except that I think Fra Reda had a crush on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. Sure. <laughs> well, she's dead anyways, so. <laughs> uh, and, and Erica's like, yeah, everyone that's ever had a crush on me is dead now. <laughs> yeah. She asks what future, what the future is if they destroy the databank. He says it's a future in which they have choices. She argues that they've already made their choices, all of them. The cost is a galaxy where people get away with genocide. You think that's going to bring peace? She tells him he's just like the rest of them and he can't live with the truth. He asks her, what's the truth? <laughs> we were murderous bastards, she said, and being true to one another doesn't make it any better. It just means we don't stop when we figure out how bad it's gotten. Free just cuts the chase right there. He asks her again if she trusts the New Republic to judge them fairly. 
no, I don't, but I haven't earned the right to make the call. She stays with them. She stays with them. She stays with him. Like she stayed with Adan. That was a good line for Mirika. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it. That's a good line. Yeah. Um, Her final words are his final words. I'm going to do that line again. I sucked at it. She stays with him like she stayed with Adan. And his final words are, I wish there were time for Majura. Devin Lent had drunk Majura with his dig rig crew on Vernid. His last thought is of being Devin. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. Devin was like a decent human being. Yeah. Devin was absolutely the high point of Soren Keyes' life. I could say as an outsider assessing, you know, St. Peter style. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I do find it like... We don't see his point of view as he's dying. It's just quells. Yeah. We don't know what his final thoughts actually are. That's fine. Fuck Soren Keys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that cat man. Fuck O'Bucko. <laughs> Fuck O'Bucko Soren Keys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quell stays there for an hour before she realizes nobody is coming for her. She considers leaving when she hears something. Oh my god, 4E came for her. It shows her a hollow of Soren Keys taking full responsibility for the actions of the 204th. He says he made sure none of his people had any choice but to comply. This is his confession, a way to take the blame for his people. A lot of it isn't true. She says she wishes he'd been a better man, and she and 4E head towards the daylight. A TIE pilot finds Will in his escape pod, telling him not to move, as if he could, because he's super injured. <laughs> the pilot laughs. Hell of a thing. I've heard a lot about you, Will Lark. Let's get you home safe. This. Yeah, it happened. Yep. It happened. This he was right. Freaking book. It finally <laughs> happened. Uh, kicking me right in the stomach and the heart. Oh, Will man. had a thousand questions, but no voice. Amazement swallowed all of his words. The oh. payoff was just so good. So good. The payoff in these chapters is just. Mm, God everything. damn. Will, you did it. You did it. You both sides your way through the war. Yep. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That was not both sides I know. <laughs> Nath is flying uh, low over Jakku, looking for anyone left of the squadron. He'd made the best choice he could, the only choice if he was true to himself. The New Republic, galactic peace, all that garbage, Will and Chess had believed, Quell and Kairos too. Nath Tencent though, he'd fooled a lot of people and nearly fooled himself, but he'd never truly bought into the dream of a better world. He'd just surrounded himself with zealots, and that made good camouflage. T5 picks up a homing beacon and they find two biosignatures. T5 absolutely screams as they approach the TIE pilot because it recognizes the other person, Will. Yep, that's Will fucking Lark. Will Lark was hobbling through the sand and gravel, leaning into his companion and laughing. The TIE pilot's helmet was off and the expression they saw was similarly joyous. They look like two siblings reunited after years as they wave frantically at the (laughs) Y-Wing. Um... Seth, you for you forgot to mention um, that as he's flying out, he really is looking specifically for Will. Yeah, he is because you know he whispers to himself, "Come on, brother, be out there." Yeah, he does, and then he um, sees Will with the pilot. And he's like, "Oh, wow, oh, Will got Will huh? was right. <laughs> he sure got over me quickly." And just like he didn't found a tie pilot down there. <laughs> Now they're making out in the sand. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Nath. You could have had this. You could have had this. <laughs> Nath tells T5 to call in a priority pickup for Will, and though he's glad Will's alive, he knows that their paths are separating. Besides, Ian T5 have to gotta go find Chess because her odds are worse. <laughs> yeah. 
And he's not going to give up on her until he finds her body. When the tie and Will come back into sight, they're looking at the sky and pointing. I'm Chess- so mad at Nath. Like the, yeah. I just get, I'm just going to get increasingly mad at Nath for the rest of these chapters. I'm just like, yeah, correct. Y- your paths are separating because you keep saying that your paths are separating. Like, yeah. That's the only reason why you're through all of these books. Will Nath, is like trying so hard for, here. Look, okay, here's the thing that happened: is through all of these books, Nath kept reminding us that this that he wasn't a hero and he was just doing it for his people because and that's Nath what he does. Was the only one reminding us of that. He was he was the only one reminding us. We were like Will and hoping that he was better and thinking that he was better, and unfortunately, he is Nath. Oh. He is There's Nath kind of seven. like there's kind of like this th- this thing about it. It's like in Star Wars, we kind of expect it to kind of we expect characters to like cling on to that idea of hope, you know, like in Rogue One, you get Jenner. So who's like, I don't care about anything. And then by the end, she's like fighting for a cause. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting dynamic to have it be like, no, this is who I am. And this is who I said I was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these people did change me kind of, but not, you know, completely. I'm still myself. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a cowboy bebop type thing. Like by the end of yeah. that show, like nobody's like, there's no like found family changing people for the better. It's like no. people are still like kind of fundamentally who they were at the same, at the, or at the start of the book. That, that's kind of the vibe I got from that. And it fucking hurts. It hurts. It it's terrible. Right it the sucks. It sucks. But at the same time, it's like, okay. It's a lot I really more realistic it. that way. Yeah. yeah I really also, wish that you had so realistic. stories and, and reading books, we like expect we don't Especially expect Star Wars that, books. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like Nath's, the things that are going through Nath's, Nath's head at this time are just like real rough. Mm. Um, right. Cause it's more to the point. He didn't have anything to say to Will Lark after everything he'd been, they'd been through. If Nath had been wrong about Will's choice to leave the squadron, well, Will had vindication without admission from Nath and the kid would be better off not knowing Nath had disappointed him in the end. And it's like, you don't know that. Like, yeah. And the sad thing about it is if he just would just talk to Will, Will would be like, it's fine, dude. Yeah. Because that's who Will is. And yet how many of us have been Nath at some point in our lives? Mm. He doesn't want, he's he's more okay with never seeing Will again than worry, than seeing Will disappointed in him. Which I fucking talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my worst trait is that I'm going to make people talk about shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking more like of just sort of like projecting, projecting yeah. what projecting mm. your insecurities into what others think mm. of you. Like, I think all five of us here probably think worse of us than any other person on the planet or each of ourselves. I'll speak for myself. To be fair, I'm I pretty think, sure there are people I on the planet who do think worse of me. Else on this planet. <laughs> yeah. I think I think worse of myself than pretty much anyone on, else yeah. on the planet. You know, I might yeah. so, I do know there are a couple people who yeah. think worse of me more than I do. So that's okay, fair. <laughs> there are a couple people. I, I can definitely <laughs> sympathize with that, Danny. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I know you can, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> And like I said, Nath would rather never Hi, talk I'm to Will Potts. again. Nice to meet you, Kettle. <laughs> Nath would rather never talk to Will again than seeing Will disappointed in him. Oh, can't get everything you wish this for. This is why bitch. I believe in the value of just constant validation of people you love. Yeah. Never hurts to tell them one more time how you feel. Yeah. Chess is also alive. That's four out of five. Yep. Oh, but she she's actually dying. <laughs> yeah. She's crushed inside of her B-wing and bleeding out in the desert. She prays for Nath to find her and just fucking shoot her. Instead, she's rescued by the 119. Okay, they're here now. Yep. You know how Will had <laughs> snuck away before uh, 
snuck away to send a message before saying he wasn't going to be part of anything. He had called in the 119 and they've come here to help the survivors. Oh, well. On their Seravkas. At first, because so, she's like, she's like, I see birds. And I was like, oh, is it steel pickers? <laughs> was that, that steel me pickers? too. Yes. I was like, yeah. oh, the steel pickers no. have come to eat her. <laughs> no, yeah. Steel I was like, pickers. it's the steel pickers. And then it was Seravkas. <laughs> yeah. And I was if like, I could oh, offer oh, one critique to Alexander yeah. Freed, it's that there were not enough steel pickers in the Jakku yeah. scenes like, on this book. I was like, oh, it's a steel pickers. And then she describes people on the birds. And I was like, I don't think there's a steel picker. Steel picker writers? Steel pickers in the battle. I guess we did I guess do we know the scale of the steel pecker? We only yeah, just saw it like big. in the we sand. We have seen like, the scale. They're not huge. Have <laughs> we though? It's like a forced perspective thing. They could be big. No. They were not that big. <laughs> they were not that big. Meg, let as me much believe as I that wish. I could let ride us a have steel pecker. The giant steel pecker babies. theory. They could have been babies. It might be bigger ones. The steel peckers eat hapabores. Okay. Stop stop taking this away from Will Lark. Will Lark is a hero. <laughs> Will Lark is a hero. <laughs> Okay, I also just have to say, so at this point, I noticed what Alexander Freed was doing. I see you, yeah. Freed. Yeah. And we left all five in the last chapter. We left all five of them in situations where we thought they were probably going to die. And then one by one, we saw how they were not going to die. And then I was like, all right, well, guess it's goodbye to Kairos. I did not. Yeah. I was just well, like, well, all right. Kairos is definitely dying now. because Kairos is the dead one. Yeah. He saved, uh, he saved her for last. The other four got out alive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well. Erica finds Kairos alive. That's five out of five, baby. <sighs> yep, they're all alive. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's a. It's, it's kind of like Kevin. Just because they're alive doesn't mean it's bitter. <laughs> it can still be painful. Fate's worth the death, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Just because Freed is just like. Because, just because like, they're alive doesn't make me. it. <laughs> Just because their life doesn't make it better, a wedge antilly story. <laughs> I mean, true fact for all of the dead husbands he thought were dead, but turned out yeah. to be alive. Yeah, yeah, no, that is very true. <laughs> we just learned it the hard way multiple times. Truly, I will say, I will say, now that we've gotten this book, I hope we never see the fucking Battle of Jakku ever again. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with Jakku. We've seen it I in am... Star Wars Battlefront, in Aftermath. <laughs> I appreciate how little we actually saw yeah, in this. I appreciate how he much. kept yeah. it mostly separate. Yeah, yeah. but and I am again, just needed, needed a little Jakku. more steel pecker. It would have been great. I am yeah, full yeah, fin in regards to Jakku. Like we don't. We're going need, back to Jakku. We don't need to go back to Jakku. <laughs> Kairos brought Fori up with her. That's how Fori got there. <laughs> Such a sweetie. Um, she tells Quell that the new are. That the new republic wanted to occur and that she should go hide until they come but when Cole asks if she's coming with kairos says no i cannot return to my people kairos said and turned away from quell to face the city i will not be a shaman or a warrior anymore i am new erica quell and the first thing to touch my skin will not be linked to pain or destruction the first chitin plate dropped to the platform with a wet smack <laughs> another piece hung from her skin chin quell wanted to step forward she stayed where she was can I look at you? No, Cairo said, and there was ec ecstasy in her voice. What I become next will not be what I was. I am leaving and I will find a place where I do not need a shell, where my spirit and blood resonate with the air and life around me. What does that mean? Where are you going? Kairos placed her hands over her face and turned, just enough to look back at Quell, just enough for Quell to see one of the woman's dark eyes and a glimpse of something below the peeling chitin like newborn, something below the peeling chitin like newborn flesh. Somewhere beautiful. I will find it. Be very well, my sister. 
See, that's why I said that she's not a bug because she's got fucking skin under there. She's metamorphosizing. She can still yeah. be a bug. She's not a bug. She's a spug, a space bug. <laughs> I hate that even more. Spug. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a shell while she was turning into something else. <clears throat> Kairos leaps down to another platform and walks away. Spugs. Quell falls to her knees and she looked out the city, tears falling onto the levels below like rain, and with the droid behind her, she smiled and wondered what the future would bring for all of them. Part four, Victory's Price. And I admit on my reread, I did read that and then burst into tears. <laughs> Chapter 25, Enduring Scars of Flesh and Spirit. Ugh. I'm crying in the club right now. <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> Hera and Mon Mothma discuss what to do with Quell. Mothma admits that Keyes wasn't entirely wrong about the databank being a threat to lasting peace. They need self-examination over revenge. It requires that we stare at what we've done as a civilization and come to terms with it. She's right. After a long silence, Mothma says, Still, if we lock Erica Quell away for her crimes, after everything she's done to redeem herself, what hope do any of them have? So that whole conversation was a trip. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I, and, and now, like, it, during that, I was like, oh, I agree with her. No, I agree with Moth. I, like, where oh, where do I fall on this? Because, like, obviously, we're sympathetic towards right. Quell. But also, like, they, I, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing about, like... Mm, Politics are hard. Yeah. Does this make me a Nazi sympathizer if I'm, like, kind of like... No. Maybe they should, like, I mean, go free? Because Mothma kind of agrees in that, like, there's no point punishing every single Imperial citizen like severely because all it'll do is give revenge because it's everyone who kind of not but everyone like, but like there's... everyone's a bit complicit in this happening mm-hmm. um not just the imperials there's a really interesting comparison here i think with lost arts i don't know if any of you have yeah that. yeah but at the end of lost stars it ends with you know i cannot remember her name oh my god Cyana. Um, huh? in, in jail yeah Cyana. Cyana. yeah Cyana. yeah and and I think, like, that's the, the thing between Quell and Keys, right? Keys, in the end, made his choice to stay with the Empire. Quell tried to make the right choice in the end. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with, like, Inferno Squad and stuff like that. And that's something that the New Republic is going to have to deal with, right? Because, yeah. like, Quell and Iden Versio and all of them, in the end, made the right decision. Right. You yeah. Know? And-, and in the end, Quell didn't do it to like she didn't do it for like selfish reasons she did it because it was the right thing to do and she knew it right like part of that is the did you turn to help did you turn against the empire just because you want to save your own ass or did you turn against the empire because you realize that the empire is bad um Mm -hmm. right like that's the the intent of that action definitely matters when it comes to uh, like what kind of uh, punishment like people are going to get right but like absolutely the the point that like after all quell if if after all quell has done she she hasn't like like paid out her sentence like then what can what can people hope to do yeah right besides just die for the republic yeah fight against somebody they see as a force that will never like absolve yeah exactly regardless of what they do um or else keys will have been right Right. um and also like they need to look at everybody like everyone needs to look at themselves not just blame it on the imperials and it's and it and it's not like they're they're absolving someone like 
Tarkin, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just like, there was a line in there I think Mothma had that was just like, we don't have the resources to look at every single Imperial and like assess them to and spend the amount of time with them that you've spent with Erica. So like, how can we, you know, and it's, it, I think the reality is that like, there could be a lot of Imperials that had the same misgivings that Quell did and maybe didn't have the chance to show it quite so dramatically and therefore right. aren't going to get the forgiveness she's going to get. And I mean, Quell kind of talks about that too later on, how she has to live mm-hmm. with that for the rest of her life. And that's really like, that's a reality of war that is like, wow. Yeah, that, Hera's that's like- a lot to sort of process, you know? Yeah. Quell's like, um, what about my punishment? And Hera's like, you've got enough punishment to deal with there. Mm-hmm. It's that, and, it, and I mean, that works with Hera too, because her kid, I mean, I'm going to call Sabine her kid, right? Her kid- <laughs> Like did some really fucked up stuff with the Empire too. Yep. Invented some dark and, some some yeah. death. Invented star a Mandalorian yeah. killing weapon. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people that a lot of characters that we know and love uh, have previously done terrible things. Yeah. I think Hera, like I like that Hera was the one to kind of not give Quell the forgiveness, but give Quell the like, you're not gonna go in jail. Like I know yeah. what it's like. I've been it around people who've who've you know, she's like, you want to talk to my friend Callus, who's done some fucking right, shit that's for the thing Empire? Too. It's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> my is, son's uncle. <laughs> is jail really like the right the kind of punishment that like people should be getting? Right? Yeah. Like, obviously, in our human Earth world, like prison's jail not great. And prison really corrupt, really bad. Doesn't really actually bad. do the thing it's meant to do. Like, it yeah. Is it about and there's also revenge like the, or reconciliation? There's right. also about the conversation of like, well, you have people on your side who did just as terrible things as mm-hmm. as the Empire did, right? Or then like, it was a cause that they believed in. Like, where's the where's right. the line, right? Like, right. And also, where's the line of like, well, up until this point, if you did fight in the Empire and then you switched over, then you're fine. But like, yeah. who's where? Why? Like, how can you actually objectively justify? those those times right you yeah. can't um which is why like i'm excited about like later on when we find out what will's been up to um yeah. right like why i think that is amazing and i'm so proud of him <laughs> yeah anyway um hera tells quell that she's going free much to quell's surprise she's even getting a medal so this is what's best for the new republic a way to signal that they can be redemption and normalcy for the non-leaders of the imperials she's like of course the leaders are gonna have something different to deal with <laughs> leaders <laughs> leaders are a bit different yeah leaders are a bit different um it's not perfect justice but it's still close to fair they go out to eat and they talk and hera tells quell that she'll find something new to do with her life Ness this was is so getting... lovely. I want Hera yeah. to take me out to eat for lunch and tell me I that, know. like, I've been let free from my Imperial sins. <laughs> right. And is like, squid porridge or something. I don't know. It sounds very distressing. Um, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I it's think, probably, like, I... with the tap. <laughs> it's I think, it's I chowder! Think, I think the thing that, like, struck me so much in this, in this book in general, is Hera's just a good person, and Hera, like, cares about people. Yeah. More than your when you contrast it with somebody like Mon Mothma or Saw or General Draven from Rogue One or whatever, mm-hmm. Hera's like compassionate and she cares about people mm-hmm. and she cares about their lives and she cares if they're gonna be okay. And you know, I just don't get that vibe from any of the other like yeah. rebellion generals. Hera know? definitely <laughs> is like a the flip side of Soren Keys. Like she cares about her people and will do anything for them, but she's good. Yeah, she chose Hera's- the right side. Hera's ability to both 
think of the larger picture and take care of people individually is just exceedingly rare I think with any kind of especially any kind of leadership right like those type of people tend to burn out very early in careers um but like the hairs because like when you see other people like Mon Mothma and Saw and like that kind of leadership right they see the bigger picture but they don't necessarily have the capacity to care for the individuals underneath them um part of that is that like they can have such a large Right. When you're Mon Mothma, you're in you're in charge of the entire like New Republic, basically. Um, but like Hera is in a position and has that extraordinary quality to where she can do both um, and that she excels at both. And like, man, what a good person to have during this time in the universe. Like, mm-hmm. They'd be so fucked without Hera. Yeah, the New Republic <laughs> I- is very lucky to have her around. And I think it's also really interesting that, like, we do kind of see that Hera is getting burned out in this book. And yep. I think the thing mm-hmm. that made Hera that person in Rebels, that person that could, like, look at the big picture and care about people, she had that super strong support network. She had her yep. family. Yeah. She had Kanan. She doesn't have that anymore. She's away from her kid. She's it's away from harder. her family. And you can kind of see it. Yeah, a lot of people she, that she was, like, leaning on this, like, Captain Avad are, like, dead now. Right. She's in yeah. charge of more she right has a bigger responsibility i have friends i have friends in the rebellion they're they're just they're in the other no i swear i do have friends like we'll go hang out and it's like and it's like her kid that she had her like kid who's still a little kid is off wherever her other kid is missing kanan's dead sabine's off doing whatever the hell she's doing and like she doesn't have like any of those people there to support her and you see that in those conversations where she's like i just kind of want to go like raise my kid right <laughs> i just want to what if i can and you know lay what? down for a little bit and you know what she deserves it yeah she deserves more it, than yeah. probably anybody oh yeah 100 100 yeah she's been fine this fight for a long time since she was a kid yeah she grew up on ryloth which was yeah and cham really- was her dad man cham fuck ryloth <laughs> nath is getting old fuck nath <laughs> <laughs> At the room, I know that this can- was like time passes, but I kind of just thought it, I, I was interpreting it as like this is like three days later. And yeah, yeah and like, just oh, that big, like, oh, just, oh I'm so, so old. old. That war just aged me. <laughs> like, not enough time has passed for him to be like, I'm an old man now. Right. Yeah. No, it's not like he's like, he's not saying he's old, man. He says he's getting old. He's like, I'm getting there, but I'm not old yet. It's been like four months. Like, shut the fuck up. I think it's been a bit more than four months. It's been like four months. Um, he's at the Rim's Edge Cantina where he finds Bansu Rowe, who was a shadowing pilot, if you don't remember. Um, he's putting together a crew. Big shot, Nath Tencent putting together a crew. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he's uh, already shadowing pilots. Nath, what are you doing? He's getting a team of freelancers together to earn money. He needs a founder. He can't function without a founder yeah, family. He's, he's making like, his own found family. And he's like, well, a bunch of my other found family will be stuff, so. If you've messed up your relationship with your found family, store-bought is fine. Shadowing's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We have um, found family at home. <laughs> he's, uh, he's already won over Crete and Nord Candined. He got Candined out of his right. bad spot. He, he saved Candined. <laughs> he saved him. Um, and you could have had Will Lark and you're settling for Nord Candine because I of a hang up in your own brain. I don't joined him in this. Nord, Nord Candine. <laughs> no, but the only reason he's doing this is because he can't be with his found family Who, because yeah. he has decided that they won't accept him. Nord Candine, who signed over 
his soul for a year because like, North Iroquois, Canyon was the easiest to sign up. Because Iroquois was like, these orders came from above sword key. <laughs> to be fair, nobody else wanted him to do that. He did that of his own accord because he's That's a fucking idiot. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Nath is just like, the messenger sent me and North Canyon is like, I'm there. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Yeah, the yeah. problem is he, this was his best own idea. And it was, yeah, it was a bad idea. So he kind of needs Nath, Nath to look after him, I feel. Hey, Nath, can we get Will Lark? We have Will Lark at home. Look, he always has to have a stupid boy to look after. First it was Peter, then it was Will, and now it's Nord Candine. Um, Bansu Rose says <laughs> Nord Candine is an idiot. <laughs> and <Yeah>. he's right. <laughs> You're right. You're, You're right, right Bansu Rose. <laughs> T5 calls Nath to come out with it and he finds Will with his Y-Wing. <laughs> the dramatic reading! Will, none of us should have survived those last days. The fact all five of us from poor Don's working group are still alive, that makes us the luckiest sons of Sos to ever jump in a cockpit. I've gambled enough to know you don't keep doubling down after a streak like that. And even if the next year, or two, or five, are a little less risky... He stopped again, sighed, and reoriented his thoughts. I can't live with the risk. Risk's not the pro- I can live with the risk. Risk's not the problem. But when I say I'm not willing to be what the New Republic needs... I mean, General Sindula would have died without resentment if she'd gone down to Jakku. I can't say the same. I understand. Will said. Neth eyed him dubiously. But Will shrugged and said, I do. Looking at it that way, I'm not what the New Republic needs either, for different reasons. But neither of us are the right people to be... He fumbled for words, then laughed sadly. I... I don't know. Whatever comes next. Glad you see it that way. They stood in awkward silence. T5 buzzed softly and Neth wrapped his knuckles over the droid's top. Will stroked a fingertip along the seam between his synth skin and the organic flesh, as if bruising, brushing away something that had lodged there. Can I ask you something? He said, and Nath nodded. Sure. Why did you never tell me you loved me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yep. Done. <laughs> Story over. <laughs> Why did you stay with us as long as you did? He frowned in surprise. Y- you mean with the squadron? With Alphabet Squadron, after Pandem Nye, yes. Man's gotta earn a living somehow, and hell, you might as well know if no one told you. Even before I started working for Nasha, for Nasha Gravis, I was on a Don's private payroll, just in case he needed. No, that wasn't. Will shook his head again. I didn't know that, but I'm not really shocked. That wasn't it in the end, though. You earned your money and you were scared. What you what you're saying now about dying, you'd been you'd been thinking about it for a while, and you kept going out there. At Chidawa, at Jakku, I saw you keep fighting. So why did you stay? The words roused irritation inside Neth. He tried to tamp it down. What do you think? He asked. T5 buzzed again and Neth glared at the droid, then nodded. Fine. You needed me. Not only you, but the whole squadron. Probably saved all your butts at one point or another when all of you were gone. I bailed. And now you're going back to piracy? Something like that. Will might or might not have known the specifics, but Nath certainly wasn't in the mood to share. You're not a good man, Will said. It should have angered him. It deserved a rough response, at least. 
but Will said it was such gentle conviction that Nath laughed uproariously before saying, <laughs> Most of us aren't. Just a few who know it, though. Will smirked and paced a few steps to his left. Then he turned back around, all humor gone. The thing is, you can be. When you decide to stand with someone, you're one of the most loyal people I've met. You're a natural leader. You did save us all, more than once, and you made sure we were fit for duty. If you could surround yourself with the right crew, you could do so much for the galaxy. You don't have to sacrifice yourself or risk death all the time. You just need people you can trust to pick the right battles. Nath released a long breath. He watched Will's soft-shoed toe dig at the paving stones. For the second time that day, he felt he was getting old. Come with me, Nath said. Now it was Will's turn to look surprised. What? Come with me. Be part of my new crew. You'll love it when you meet the rest of the team. You won't. <laughs> I can't. Will smiled sadly. I'm never shooting a gun again, Nath. I can't. Nath waved the offer away. I know. He said, and he felt no disapproval, only a keen disappointment, as if some sentimental object was drifting from him in zero gravity, close yet unreachable. Neither man spoke a while. In time, Will said, Thank you, though. And brushed non-existent dust from his hands and stepped backward. I'm really glad you're all right. You too, brother. Ness said. You see any of the others? You wish them well for me. (laughs) 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 This is fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) See, the thing here as well is that we don't accept it, but Will does. Nath, I'm gonna kick your ass. Nath, we're gonna we're gonna fucking kick your ass. Nath, meet us, meet us, meet all of us in the pit. <laughs> you know he would still beat us all. Our... I nah. He's got Nath, baby hands. Nath, meet me in the fucking Denny's parking lot. Yeah, I'm no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for his nards immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm gonna hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But also, like, I'm kind of happy because. Will deserves so much better than this. Will does deserve so much better. better. Yeah. And I think even Nath understands that. Yeah, like Nath knows I'm like shit because Right. And like that's why, you know, he he has T5, you know, go with him. Also because T5 loves Will more than anybody. Yeah. Um, but like, man, Nath. You could have just, he still wasn't honest, and that's what bothers me. Mm. I mean, like he was, he was but honest, he was still he holding fully, back. Yeah, he didn't. He was still holding he back. Was. And I'm like, yeah. you have nothing else to lose, bro. Like, ugh. but anyway, yeah. Nath Tenzin is not a good man. No, he is not. That's uh, the thing the, that sucks. That line, yeah. you're yeah. not a good man, Nath, but you even could be. But you can be. You can be. <laughs> and Nath's like, it sounds like too much work. Yeah, Nath's like, I don't wanna. Nath was like, it was really tiring to be a good man. Yeah, yeah and Will's like, sucks. Will's just like, fine. <laughs> then you're just like every other one of them. Fine. And Will would not be jazzed with who the rest of Nath's yeah. crew. I would be like, ah, are you sure about that? Like, though, to be yeah, fair, he was, he did want out, he did think yeah. that, like, you know, Shadow. Uh, Shadow Squadron, Shadow Wing. Shadow Wing. Um, <laughs> we don't ever know their names. Like, yeah, he didn't. He thought that, like, you know, they could see reason. They could all be on the same side, blah, blah, blah. But I still don't know if he'd be like, this is what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you sure I'm going to love this? You'd still just be like, wait, what are you doing? You're still doing crimes, though, aren't you? 
So that could have gone better. Could have gone yeah. worse. Neth tells T5 to go after the kid. You go after him. Take care of him. He needs you, buddy. He wonders if the New Republic needs a team of uh, freelancers for deniability. <laughs> so he may still end up working for the New Republic. They probably do need that. Um, right. Chess's nightmare is becoming true. Her pension's running out. She's given up on therapy. And she had a tiny apartment on Coral Egg for a while. Chess Nachatica spent the entire trilogy being worried that she was going to outlive all of her squadron mates and just like be sad all the time and just like be lonely and, and be the only one alive with all this PTSD. Her nightmare of having a pension running out is coming true. <laughs> Honestly, though. I mean, that's part of it, though. <laughs> it's so relatable. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, expensive. actually, the thing I should have worried about was bills. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's over, like, think, thinking about the future. She's like, I'm not going to have any money. I'm going to be out in the streets. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she's also, she also has a disability now and can't fly anymore. She tried contacting Neth to join him, but her account got shut down before he could reply and he probably didn't get the message. She saw some children of the empty sun and decided to save up and get the hell off world. And she ends up at Quell's door. Huh. Funny that. Huh. Yeah. Will lives in Ridge, the village he grew up in, and looks after the old Sarevkas. But he feels mm. separate from everything after the war because mm. things have changed. All of the 120 are struggling with this. His old friend Connor tells him that the Hike Matriarch has put out a call for ambassadors and diplomats and thinks he'd be good at it. He says he'll think about it. Six uh, years after the war, they were together again. Most on. of them, anyway. Hold I forgot on. to put the dramatic reading in there. Hold on. Let me talk. Yeah, I'll let you talk while <laughs> you talk while I do this. Okay, great. Um, one, so cute that like damaged war hero Will goes back and goes and lives with the old Cervacas yep. to like take care of them because they're also injured and old. And um, I mean, again, once again, demonstrating his ability to be the best able to take care of himself and what like animal therapy is a real thing and like. Right. And like I, I, think, I thought this epilogue was like really beautiful for him because mm -hmm. like he talks about how like yeah him and the other survivors of the the one twenty like do get together they you know talk about their 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 struggles with each other they go on they, hikes together they go on hikes and like try to get through this knowing that they've changed but knowing that they've all changed. And that, like, they're not alone in feeling this way, um, even though they do feel a little bit separate from their people after coming back. And I just think, uh, like, I just thought it was so beautiful and um, not relatable in the sense that, like, we were at war or whatever, um, but just kind of in the sense that, like, when you have friends who you can share those types of things with, like, how much good it does for your soul um to be able to let that go and trust someone enough to share that with them and how much it actually helps heal you even if you don't think of it that way uh -huh. honestly all five of the characters like i mean no surprise freed wrapped this up beautifully well mm -hmm. i don't we maybe we'll, we'll talk about this next week but just like all five of them had endings that you know didn't necessarily make me happy to read mm -hmm. but all five of them was just like i was i was satisfied and it was yeah. just like because it was just so on point and so it yeah. it was it was the story that I was reading, you know? Yeah. And like part of course part of me wanted the five of them to be together in this last scene, like enjoying dinner together and like raising a glass. But like again, 
you know, what we got was so much more real. That wasn't this trilogy. Right. Yeah. Right. At the end Which, of the like, day, it's like he it, made it very clear from the start that that wouldn't be. Yeah. Like it, right. it wouldn't have made sense if all five of them were like sitting, having a drink. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be yep. like, oh, that feels a little bit. And it, like, I, I would be interested to hear from, you know, a veteran of an actual war, like, and their experience. Because, and I mean, Freed has a lot of experience with war and military stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it shows like, because this is so believable as far as like the experience of, of after a war and sort of dealing with all the shit that that brings up for you. Yeah. And also I said three of them, but I mean four of them, because obviously Kairos is like twinkling among the stars in the background. Kairos is like, yeah. like <laughs> I am so happy for wherever Kairos is. Where, where, wherever I, she she's wherever is, wherever she's life. She's just sending like, to a different plane. Of yeah. I, I know that wherever she is, she is finding peace yeah. herself. And I'm just so happy for her that she actually got to really move on from this. Yep. You know what? You know what killed? You know what I really... Ugh, I did cry when she said goodbye to Quell because yeah. um, she was like, can I look at you? And she was like, no. And then yeah. when she says, I'm going somewhere beautiful. And I was like, but Quell is beautiful. Let her touch you. She's like, the first thing to touch me will be something beautiful. And I was like, Quell's right there. Quell is, mm, Quell will taint her. <laughs> so. Look, if you can have Will and Ness, I can have Kairos and Quell. You know that. Yeah, but they both end in equal tragedy. Yeah, they do. So. <laughs> same time that's like what kairos needed right yeah. that's her whole journey her whole journey yeah. isn't about like finding her value and worth in other people right yeah it's finding you know? herself again yeah and quo was right uh, was God damn it, and she emerged from it something yep. else and then her plates just start falling right off. and now she's got skin underneath living the oh. dream shedding that human skin and becoming transcending your corporeal form listen yeah. i've been molting for like two weeks and i'm ready to be done with it yeah I... <laughs> six years later after the war they were together again most of them anyway will is visiting chess and quell who are together now will had thought about can i can i tell you how much of a dumbass i am i did not realize that they were going to be together until this moment <laughs> you, missed, you missed the lingering gazes upon each other and the thoughts about each other constantly i'm an idiot we talked about it on this podcast i'm an idiot i read the, I, mean, I read the book before we did this podcast yeah. i read oh, it like got when it. we got the the, the arc oh, yeah, <laughs> i was just yeah, sitting yeah. there like wait a second <laughs> yeah I was like, I knew this would be in game from like the start of the book when you have that moment. I'm like, oh, this is in game now. Right, but I was right. like, but I want Qualicaris and have to get so bad. I also just love the fact that like looking at the five of them, if you're like, one of them is going to desert the squad or one of them is going to like transcend to the stars and then one of them's going to end up in a relationship with another one. Like, Erica would have been my last guess of yeah. like one of them's going to end up, you know, <laughs> OTP not, with someone else. Right. Like, yeah. this is not who you would pick for right, each Right, for all one. those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for every single one. <laughs> I mean, okay, a thing to the stars probably would have picked Carlos. Yeah, that's that, to be honest. yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be anyone else. Or even Chas, honestly, yeah. like in oh, the yeah, way sure. that Chas would describe herself as like being yeah. becoming part of the stars now, yeah. right? Yeah. But not at everybody else. It would have been like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> who who became a wine drunk? <laughs> like, it's Chas Chaddick. Chas Chaddick's a wine drunk now. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Will had thought about the call and he is now, uh, he now runs the Reconciliation Project. Hell yeah. Erica sipped her brandy and closed her eyes. And we have a dramatic reading. (laughs) 
Hey! Chess it. You hear anything from... Wait, she's wine drunk at this point. All right. Yeah, she's wine drunk. You gotta be wine drunk. Hey! Chess it. You hear anything from fucko bucko nath tenson? Will Prost's lips had shifted uncomfortably before finally offering... No. Yeah, wanna explain that long pause? Little buddy. Chess, Chess asked. Will smiled wryly. No. <laughs> Erica nodded, bitter to leave the subject alone. She knew, and was surprised to hear herself ask. How much trouble? <sighs> I don't know, he said. That's the hard thing. I don't have contacts on Intelligence Committee anymore, and Gravis and I... Will sighed. He's alive. I know that. I worry about him sometimes, but what is there to do? He made his choices. Erica said. No one can change his path but him. Her voice was harder than she'd intended. Will nodded carefully. He seemed to take no offense. Speaking of the old days, Will said. Did you ever look for her? Chess appeared puzzled before enlightenment dawned on her face. The wine was slowing her down. Erica had understood instantly. Last time they'd all met, Erica had been considering searching for Kairos. She'd been haunted by dreams about a woman without a face. I didn't. She said. I was going through some things back then, but after talking it over... She indicated Chess with her head. I realized that if any of us will do fine on her own, it's her. She can find me if she wants me. I wish I'd gotten to know her. Will said. I think about that time after she was out of the suit, when I was so wrapped up in myself. Chess nodded. Yeah, I don't think you would have made a difference if you'd been nagging out with her. Maybe not. Will admitted. Yurika rotated her glass and tasted her brandy again. I'm glad she got her fresh start. <laughs> I feel like I'm screaming oh. after every single dramatic reading this week, but... Yeah, because there's a lot of screaming. <sighs> there's a lot of screaming. The last, like, two chapters of this book, I was just constantly, like, crying. <laughs> yeah, I was crying a lot. <laughs> From like Cairo saying she's leaving on, I was just amazed. The thing that got me the most was Cairo saying, I forgive you. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was rough. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I I need to know though. I need to know, Saf. Yeah. Who is Tarish and why did we break up? And by we, I mean Will and Tarish. I don't know. Tarish was somebody else, probably maybe one of the 120. Um, I don't like. But they broke up. What, what happened? What did Teresa do absolutely, wrong? He's absolutely talking in Nath, though, right? Like, that's the implication. I mean... Uh, it seems like he's keeping track of Nath, but they're not talking. Yeah, we're not, not talking. talking. <laughs> yeah, it's up to Nath to come back to him. Just like it's up to Kairos to find Quell. I hope, I hope we'll find someone that isn't Nath before yeah, Nath definitely just comes back to him. No, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> yes, Meg. Nath pro like Will probably feels a little bit guilty for like not trying to keep up with Nath and like not trying to like talk to Nath all all the time. But then Will remembers that holophones go two ways and Nath could check in if he really cares. Yeah. Yep. And Tarish probably fucked around and found out. So like fuck you, Tarish. <laughs> yeah, Tarish, it wasn't. It <laughs> he was probably he was probably like some other, like someone he meant on like uh Coruscant or wherever the the senator stuff is because we're uh, busy being a senator Chandrilla? and like yeah it's some political no. fuck boy like yeah you can do better Will you're young you went to yeah. space Harvard Sparvard Harvard. Well I know you're trying new things but like come on 
they eventually, as everyone always does in these books, talk about the dead. And Freed <laughs> gives us some great tragic lists, so I'm going to read this whole bit. They lingered on each name for a while, giving due tribute to Sir Sergeant, Sir Sergeant, yep, um, <laughs> to Sergeant Ragnall, whom Erica had known best, and Satanique, whom she'd never met. They spoke Sartanique. at length about Canadan and Ito, and about Vital and Dennis Rave, and soon they were going around the table reciting the victims of war. Sonagare, Fidime, Fidim, Ubelikos, Nehiro, Snivel, Snivel. For every survivor, there were a hundred dead to remember. Erica had to stop herself from offering the wrong memories. Richton, Shion, Nostine, Reda, the death of the 204th, whom she carried as well as Chas carried the dead of Riot and Hound squadrons. She knew it wasn't the time, so she spoke of the fallen from the Lodestar and the deliverance instead. There were enough to go around. I can't believe Vital. When Vital died, I fucking lost my shit. I was yeah, so Vital sad. Yeah, Vital wasn't supposed to die. She was the podcaster. She's supposed to live forever. Yeah, yeah. But when they yelled Vital, Vital, I was like, no! <laughs> um very upset about that and i think also the other cedia died at the end there so the other cedia is also dead who cares um, fuck the cedias yeah fuck the cedias <laughs> <laughs> dinner eventually wraps up and i gave myself another thing to read apparently so fuck myself um okay <laughs> the three of them stood chas embraced will then shoved him away then she went to erica and surprisingly delicately kissed her on the lips before stumbling to the bedroom she left her cane behind. Will helped clear the table and said nothing until closing the bottle of brandy on the counter. From your father, he asked. Will shook her head, surprised. My brother Thrent. There we go. He's, she does have a brother. Um, he lives <laughs> in Saint-Tropez, 300 kilometers east. How'd you know it was family? You mentioned it once, Will said. He just said the bedroom. When did that happen, by the way? She shrugged, feeling the stiffness in her shoulders. She remembered Will was a friend and slowly relaxed. A while back. It looks good on you. You need each other. <gasps> when Quowl says bye to Will at the port, T5 is there, of course. T5, T5. T5, T5. Um, Will tells her he's got someone he wants her to meet as part of the reconciliation project. An Imperial survivor who lost family under Cronus. She wants to talk to some of the pilots who didn't cooperate for closure. And Will thinks it'll be good for them to meet before the woman goes to prison. Quowl says okay. She goes home and when Chess falls asleep, she goes out for a drive. She loved to fly. Whatever happened next, she didn't want to give up flight. An acceleration pushed her into her seat. She thought about the dead she hadn't spoken of with Chess and Will. She thought about Grandmother and Gablerone, Tonus and Barath. She thought about her mentor and everything that had shaped Soren Keys into what he'd been. A murderer and a soldier and a fierce protector of his people, who'd left an indelible stain on her soul and freed her from the Empire. She thought about Necronus and all those who had died there. She would never stop thinking about Necronus. But Erica Quell soared, and it was joyful. And that's the end of the book. That's the meme. Yeah, we don't have time to unpack all that right now. We don't have time to unpack all that. We're going to need another yeah. episode for this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a state of the alphabet squadron. But oh, yeah, I have to tell you, when I, when I read these last chapters a couple nights ago, I just had to like sit there and like stare into space for an yeah. hour afterwards. When I first finished, yeah, like, I had to put it, it down. I just stared. I just sat down there and I was like, I was glad that Quell and Chas and Will kind of got there. Like, I was really happy to see that Quell and Chas ended up together. I'm really glad to see that Chas got a better life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that Chas didn't get wrapped up in the cult shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. And yeah. Quell lives near her brother and sees him. Wow. Way to be 
Way to be functional, kids. Yeah. Way to like get your shit together. <laughs> Quell and Chas for some reason, not the two I would have yeah, expected. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of just needing a minute to gaze into the ether while you process things, should we do some listener responses? Hell yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm ready. Great. Um, last week we asked, share an excerpt from one of the Alphabet Squadron pilots live journals. I forgot to write one, but um, I think, like in general, I'm just gonna go with Kairos has her had her has her live journal like super locked down, obviously, and only a couple people can. Kairos has a dead journal. Like, let's not let's. No, no, no. She it's dead now. But the only there's like three things on there, and every single one of them is incredibly surreal and weird, and everyone reads it just like, is she okay? (laughs) And it's like four people have access to it, and it's just Alphabet Squadron. Um, and then she just disappears off of it one day, and everyone's like, well, I hope the internet friend is still alive somewhere and okay. Um, I think I. Yeah, there actually is like a dead journal in in a post to live journal. Like dead journal was actually a thing. <laughs> it was yeah. for the more alternative kids. Yeah. Um, I broke the rules and didn't do an alphabet squadron pilot. So sorry, Ooh. I literally wrote this question. Um, <laughs> um, wow. But you have to guess who it is. So okay. there was there was a new boy at school today. I tried to catch his eye. I tried to sit with him at lunch. I tried to see what classes he had and if we had any classes at the same time together. He sat in front of me at math. Maybe tomorrow he'll notice me. His name was Ken. Ken Palpatine. <laughs> anyway, that is that is straight from the live journal Kenny! of uh, Nord Candine. Oh my God, Candine. When you said C, I was like, oh, is this Blink? <laughs> and then you I was like, that's not Blink. I can't believe Nord Candine is crushing on the son of Palpatine. I'm fucking Ken Palpatine. Of course Palpatine. he is. Fucking, of course he is. Of course I'm, he is. I'm upset. I'm upset by that. He wants to be on his posse. Oh my God. I feel like Nats would just be like him repeatedly posting that he's a piece of shit <laughs> just to get attention from the four friends that have access to his life journal. From literally Will being like, Nats, you're not a piece of shit. Don't say mean things about my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, say me in the spirit of danny's response which is picking people not from this book that i didn't read i'm gonna do yeah. a live <laughs> journal entry from kylo ren holy shit and all it says is i have to kill her but i love her Ugh. and then Ugh. Hands down by dashboard confessionals, the music video is embedded into the post. Oh, it's embedded. That's I even worse. I get through an Alphabet Squadron episode without mentioning dashboard confessionals. No, we can't. Oh, man, that's funny. Mm, um, so mine is literally uh just an actual um live journal entry of mine. Just we're gonna just change the names. Okay, all right, I'm keen. We guess the names after. No, I mean it's, <laughs> it's only one name. Like I, it's only one name you'd have to guess, and you already know what it is. It's really obvious. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so the subject is you're in my very soul, tormenting me. Um, mm. yeah. Wait, this is verbatim ver- already. <laughs> yeah, and the icon that I used is of Anakin and Padme, and it says you're breaking. My- Oh boy. Oh, we this are. Real. We're packing it all into one post, Ooh, I see. Um, and it's so, uh, dot, dot, dot. Nath and I broke up. 
at 4.40 a.m. after you went to a midnight show showing of the Spuppets. <laughs> That's it. That was the whole post. That was the whole post. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> Will. Oh, my God. Do you remember midnight showings? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was on November 26, 2011. Back when they were actually still at midnight. <laughs> Back when they were still at midnight. I went to a midnight showing of the Muppets with my boyfriend at the time, Greg. Uh, we actually went, it was a double date with my old friends with benefits and like his girlfriend, cause he also loves the Muppets. <laughs> so. Wow, what a ride. There is too much to unpack. <laughs> I'm not even and gonna try. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to keep up with the story. Just keep telling it. You got, you you got, got dumped after watching a midnight showing of the monkey. <laughs> That you were seeing with it your was, former friends with benefits. It was the morning of Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, let's throw a holiday in there. Why not? Yeah. And so then I had to go to my mom's for dinner. And so instead, I just left my sister at my mom's after dinner. And my sister almost gave away that I had tattoos and I had to kick her under the table and tell her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, and then I left my sister there and then I drove down to Portland to hang out with my friends that weekend because I didn't want to be in existence. Wow. Sounds like well, yeah. See, I have I have like a, a midnight movie thing. I the night I went to Avatar The Last Airbender with my then boyfriend at the time, I pushed him off of a wall <laughs> because we don't have time to get into all of Did that. He die? <laughs> Oh, he's fine. Did he deserve it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you later. <laughs> God, what are you all doing at um, I'm I'm glad um, we stopped doing midnight showings of we movies. Still have midnight it shows seems here. like it was a point of chaos. <laughs> Greg then asked to get back together two weeks later. <laughs> funny. Oh, Greg. Oh, great. Isn't and it I funny, though, that movie studios collectively in the year, like, 2014, were like, what if we just... Did it at 7 p.m. Midnight is so late. We didn't late. start getting evening like viewings of midnight movies until like fucking 20. They were like, 19. don't you think we could get more people if we just did it a little earlier and we could just say it's still opening that day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, we didn't have that for ages. Was, Probably uh, because like we get the movies early, so they didn't want to give us to us extra early. Yeah. But Australia fucking had like evening viewings. So we only had midnight ones, and I was so mad. All right, but what's the difference between Australia and you? <laughs> Australia is a lot bigger and it has weird animals. We just have a lot of birds. So weird. <laughs> hey, our birds are birds are weird. They're fine though. Don't yeah, worry about it. I didn't say they were bad. I just your birds are also weird. They are very birds like are look birds. at a kiwi. That bird's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that bird like, is fucked up. Not just not just <laughs> sass birds. Bird all weird. birds. All birds are weird. Keith, Keith those are dinosaurs you're talking question. about. <laughs> I know. Gotta... Dinosaurs were really weird. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs were really weird. <laughs> Keith, you gotta keep going. I don't want to talk about it. Keith's like, it's been two hours, and finally, this is something I can speak about knowledgeably. Someone said dinosaurs? All right, I'm tuned in. (laughs) Um, Raising Fangirl said, every single pilot ends their diary with WWCHD. What would Cornhorn do? No. No. Only Corin ends his diary. Yeah, it's literally only Corin. (laughs) Only Corin and Mirax do that, but Mirax only does it to make Corin feel better. Yeah. Oh, Corn would end his with what would daddy do? No, Aww. it would be it would be WWHHD. What would Hal Horn do? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he would he was do using daddy and the Merrick's like, you cannot 
do yeah. this anymore. You can't you say use daddy. His name. <laughs> oh, daddy. Uh, <laughs> Yubzi said, Will's live journal. Let's get to know each other. Name, Will. Pets. <laughs> uh, Sarav, I don't know how to say this. Just fucking Saravka? go for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. This goes on for another 50 questions, but I only have one tweet. <laughs> Tagging Nath, Kairos, and Blink. Come on, guys. It'll be fun. Man. Oh, my God. Do you I remember so those, those dumb surveys? I did so I many did. of them. I did so many of them. The live journal so chain letters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. So many. I think I did we a got to email know each forwards other. that is like live journal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no different from the current Twitter, like, quote, tweet this with your... Mm, it just well, takes real. so much longer because you thing. keep having to do new tweets. Just yeah. have one very long entry with yeah. all of these questions. Yep. It's yeah. like once every four months or something, you like do this thing on LiveJournal where it's like, I just answered 30 questions for you all. Can I hear a grievance? When people do those and don't restate what the question is and just put the number, I'm not reading that shit. Like, I, if yeah. I have to go back to the image to reference what the question is to understand your... I'm not reading it. Yeah, exactly. You so. gotta if you want me to actually know what you're tweeted about, you, you gotta, gotta restate you the gotta question in the, the yeah. You okay. gotta put the question so there you in. Go. Especially when they have multiple answers to one thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm come on. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm here to scroll fast, not to like do research. That's what I'm saying. Live journal knew what it was for. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Twitter Dylan has said, never known what it's been for in its entire life. <laughs> no, <laughs> true. Nor for ship posting. Nor will it ever. <laughs> Dylan said, Will has a private live journal that contains all his messages to Blink, and he has oh. written elsewhere publicly, hey, if you're Blink, let me know so I can share these with you. Oh, he oh, absolutely well. does. Baby. He has a friend setting that's just Blink. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now we get into a couple of answers that are going to be difficult to read out loud, I think. And I would encourage our listeners to be mindful of the fact that these answers have <laughs> to be read out loud. This is an audible when- medium. <laughs> submitted no i mean this this makes sense heath did you have a, you had a live journal right of course i had a live yeah, journal. how do you not know then it's very this this at least bentham bentham's icons one is very oh, i think very easy to understand the answers are great i just am not looking forward to trying you just say listening it. to oh, wow. and then john cougar uh, bentham's icon said nath book one same old same old listening to john cougar danger list New gig, wish me luck, listening to Pink Floyd Money. Nath book two. This kid's lucky I'm around, listening to Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl. (laughs) Shits hit the fan, listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival, Fortunate Son. (laughs) Close one, listening to Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. (laughs) Nath book three. Almost over, listening to Kansas, Carry On My Wayward Son. Fuck everyone, especially you, oh. listening to the Rolling Stones paint at black. I wonder who that's about. <laughs> yeah. New gig, listening to ACDC, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Oh my God. Damn, that's good. Oh my God. Saw him, no big deal. <laughs> listening to Scorpions, No One Like You. Fuck you, Nat. <laughs> Fuck you, Nat. <laughs> no big deal. Fuck you. <laughs> If you have to say no big deal, it is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Tom the Fanboy said Kairos has two kinds of posts. Giant memes with one or two words in all caps. And some examples are an Ewok with the word hunt. <laughs> uh, Palpatine from Tross with the word long. <laughs> 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 
long moist shave. Um, moist. Long, long shave. I also and, appreciate uh, Cairo yeah. split or no Quell split in half, and and the the blue half is sister, and the red sister half is judgment. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> like I love that Kairos doesn't understand how memes work. <laughs> not how memes. She's like, long. yeah, pictures with words. Yeah, it's a meme. Long. That's long like, why does Palpatine say long? It's just a picture of a U-wing in bottom text. That's that it. Is just long Palpatine. <laughs> She finds it fucking hilarious, and everyone else is like, what the fuck? I'm, t- I'm telling you what you're looking at. It's long. It's long. long. It's funny. Uh, and then the second kind of post is rambling rant posts that are presumably in her native language, but they're all in a font that never loads correctly and would need Spoogle to translate even if it did. And there were some messages that are presumably in wingdings that were attached <laughs> One of the wingdings. One of the dings. <laughs> one of the dings. One of the one of those ding dong funs. One of those wingy dings. <laughs> Yuck. X wings in history. Actually, I'm gonna pause that. Dinner leader said, uh, "From Trass's LJ. Not that I care, but what do you think Will wants for Life Day? Probably something stupid like these scented candles I found at Marshalls on sale. <laughs> Not that it matters. I hate him and never think about him." <laughs> I love Chas's Life Journal. So accurate. <laughs> I want I want a full novelization of Chas's Life Journal, please and thank you. Yeah. And then we as the brand called out Dinner Leader for how quickly the response came in. Yeah, this a week. positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um oh, yeah. and then X Wings in History replied to Dinner Leader and said, I'm delaying answering because I got called out for listening to the episode early, like you send me an email offering me to do also because I never had a live journal. <laughs> well, we just got called out right back, <laughs> which is fair. Anyway, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> the difference is we were complimenting X-Wings in history. Right, yeah. like, X-Wings in do... history got a glistening Bodhi for... Yeah, we, we their... were calling you out. We were praising. Anyway. Yeah, anything that makes our egos a little bit bigger like is, is praiseworthy. <laughs> just... Yeah. Oh, it's okay. That's wait, the rule wait, here. Wait. We may have deserved that, but it's okay. It's fine. Finally, Odie said, current mood, fine. Perfectly fine. Shut up. What's your current mood? <laughs> that could be literally any of them. Everything's fine here. Probably not Will. Normal. How are you? <laughs> it could be anybody but Will or Kairos because Will wouldn't say shut up. He would stop after that fine, like perfectly chess. fine. And then Kairos would just post just a meme perhaps. that says fine. <laughs> it means it's perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of character here and give dinner leader a glistening Bodhi because I really like Chas's live journal answer. Yeah, um, I'm giving one to Bentham's icon, uh, literally for all of that work of coming up with the correct Nath playlist, yeah, um, and also for the saw him no big deal. <laughs> <'Cause> it's, so, <laughs> it's so Nath, and I hate it. It's so Nath. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to give mine to Dylan. I'm going to give mine to Dylan as well, honestly. I love that. That's so sad. And it's, it's so, so real. That is what you use LiveJournal for, for yeah. being sad. Yeah, for being sad. T5. I'm going to give... Play Despacito. <laughs> T5, play, play someone that I used to know. <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm adding that to my natural playlist. Self out of that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give a glistening yeah. learn how to take a compliment to X wins in history. <laughs> oh, he's gonna call us out again. I know the abstract ones. <laughs> Those are always fun. It is. Good luck figuring I mean, out congr- how to display that on your trophy shelf. Congratulations! It's the first. Like you're the <laughs> yeah, first one you're to get first. it. <laughs> oh this week God. we're asking you. Which moment in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy gave you the most feels? And oh, or no. just make us an Ab Squad meme that will make us laugh. Either or is fine. What else? <laughs> Had to pick one moment, honestly. Oh, I have one. It's from Shadowfall. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> It's that moment where uh, I think Quell is like, it'd be nice if we had a Jedi to Hera. And she's like, yeah, it would be really nice if we had a Jedi. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge yikes. Um, I think all of my feels kind of accumulated in in Will's, um, in like all three of Will's epilogue scenes. Um, just uh, for like... Um, just a lot about how do you move on after something that was difficult and imperfect and ended poorly um how do you how do you heal from it and how do you keep trying and how do you be true to yourself um and that's that's what i've been trying to do and Oh, is it going to take six years? Fucking maybe. And that sucks. Uh, so it gave me a lot of feels. Yeah. Um, the first time I read the book, I think the thing that gave me most feels was Quell's last bit where she flies and feels happy about it. Mm. Um, but the second time around, the bit that hit me really hard is when they're over Jakku and um, Shadowing and the remainder of the battle group are um, fighting it out and they're just saying their names Ugh. as they fight. That bit fucking destroyed me the second time around. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I I like the epilogue is fresh in my mind, so like everything we talked about this episode, but I yeah, I'll check back in next week or in two mm. weeks when we do our state of the squadron and sort of see where I'm feeling because I think that there were a lot. I don't have one. That's yeah, you <laughs> yeah. didn't read the fucking book. You didn't read the book. We can skip me for this one. Yeah, we will. <laughs> All right. And just up with your emotional answers or your memes. Um at our Twitter at RoguePodron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you want to know more about our own reconciliation project, which is a lot stupider, you can subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. Who are we reconciling with? <laughs> I don't know. You'll find out if you subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, you can only find out on our Patreon. <laughs> um, subscribe via the RoguePodron feed on your favorite podcatcher or... If you're flying with Chess, sometimes she'll play it real loud on her B-Wing. Yeah. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we have no reviews this week, and I'm sad. Please, please, please. I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm genuinely really hungry in real life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the stars. So, listeners, you might be wondering then, what are we doing after that? And that is a great question that we're now going to ask Danny. <laughs> Danny. Well, listeners, I have an announcement. I am going on parental leave because this summer <laughs> Sarah and I are adopting about 600 transgender children and a summer camp. <laughs> and also a summer camp. 
Um, but I'm taking the summer off for to go to summer camp and instead of put the show on pause since we saw that actually nothing changes when Heath left. I figured I could, you know, remove, my, remove myself for a little bit too. And... If anything, the show got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> five if anything, hosts. Leah and I should have another kid to get the show going. Oh wait, do you have an announcement? I do not. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was Leah's birthday. Happy birthday, Leah. Happy birthday, Leah. Happy birthday, Leah. But anyway, last week, the Bodred tasked you with picking the book that they're going to read for season 21, because the gimmick is going to be that then when I come back, they're just going to tell me what happened in the book. Uh, and I'm not going to listen to the podcast this summer. So I spent this entire episode going through books and sort of thinking through like the first thing I really wanted to do was just have you finish the Glove of Darth Vader series because we like it's a cliffhanger. We left that hanging. Don't worry, Ash. I see your face. I'm not not doing it. Well, I, I want to be present for those if I'm being real. So so we'll save that for when I'm here. I was there are just so many options that would have caused like so much pain. It would have been like funny, but also like it's been a rough insert X number of months yeah, here. It's been a rough. It's been a rough. It's been a rough. It's been a rough. So I we're thought, rereading Courtship of Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, let's go back to the classics. Let's play the but hits. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did decide. Let's just go back classic Rogue Podrid style. Let's find the Legends book from Post Return of the Jedi. And I thought that. It's finally time. We've put it off long enough. It's finally time to learn about Kevin J. Anderson. And so oh, for season God. 21, you'll be oh, reading God. the first of the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yes! Jedi Search. Yes! And then I'll be coming back to read the next two books with you based only oh, off of the summary oh that you give me God. of the first one. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes! I I've love read that I'm book. actually really I've excited. Heath has read the book. I love the Jedi Academy. It was trilogy. like three years ago, and I don't, I don't remember anything from it. But I've read that book, oh, nice. and I, I liked it enough that I, I will read it again. I love the Jedi. Academy. Danny, that was a great choice. This makes me so happy because, like, I, the obvious thing here would have been to do a thing that makes you all like groan and mad at me. But just like, I just want you all to be happy this summer because I'm the gonna miss you. Though, Someone tell Nerf. Someone tell Nerf that this is happening. It's a fun book. <laughs> But it's not necessarily a good book. <laughs> that's that's my favorite kind I of Star Wars book. I have a lot of fond memories of that book. Yes. There is there was but gonna I be no following. There was no following Victory's Price with a good book. Like no, no, no So you might as no. well just like go all no. the way to the other. You know, swing well, the pendulum all the way the other direction. <laughs> we we I, could not pretend to be serious after this book. Right. No. I no. love it's, the it's Jedi Academy trilogy. And this is also exciting because, like, we get the ghost of Exar. Oh, is he back? <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that fucker yes. is back. Okay, if we do any dramatic oh god, reasons, no, enough, please we're, let me be the. We're already spoiling it for sorry, Danny. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just I'm yeah, no so more, excited. No more. Don't let me know what happens I'm, in this book that I have I'm, just read the entire summary on Wikipedia of. I'm Danny. so excited for these books. Uh, but we're not there yet. We got a few more episodes still, folks. We do. Yep. We do. So um, I guess in the meantime, everybody get your Jedi Academy trilogy books ready, at least the first one. But next time, we will be doing a very special State of the Squadron uh, with our friend Megan from the Western Reaches. Is that what you're That's the Dan podcast. She's from Dan of Geek. Dan of Geek. Great. Um, I don't know what you do. Um, and so we'll be diving in a little bit more about like character dissection, story dissection, more of our feels about 
Alphabet Squadron as a trilogy because there's just so much there to talk about. Yeah, fitting it into the end of this episode would have been a panic. Yeah, so we're gonna have a whole a whole nother wrap-up episode for Victory's Price. Um, and so with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew 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 Directing all my pews at Nath Yeah, they were all going to Nath. Yeah. Now that I know T5 is safe with Will, I could just direct them all in. Okay, his Y Wing can finally explode and he can be. Yeah. Good luck with that Y Wing. Y Wing at the end there. Good luck with that Y Wing without T5. Yeah, without T5 there. Jeez.